This is a recording of the scalp of your head, Polysemy in Alma 44, 14-18, by Matthew L. Bowen, originally published in Interpreter, a journal of Mormon scripture, volume 20, 2016, pages 39-45, read by Ana Mendoza. This audio recording is copyrighted under a Creative Commons license and may be freely distributed if it remains unchanged. The journal and its website are credited and is for non-commercial use. A printed version of this and many other articles and resources on Mormon scripture can be found at mormoninterpreter.com. The Scalp of Your Head, Polysemi and Alma 44, 14-18. Abstract. The fear that Moroni's soldier's speech aroused in the Lamanite soldiers and the intensity of Zarahemna's, Zarahemna's subsequently redoubled anger are best explained by the polysemi, multiple meanings within Lexemi's range of meaning. Of a single word translated chief in Alma 44.14 and heads in Alma 44.18, as editor of a sacred history, Mormon was interested in showing the fulfillment of prophecy when such fulfillment occurred. Mormon's description of the Lamanites falling exceedingly fast because of the exposure of the Lamanites' bare heads to the Nephite swords and their being smitten in Alma 44.18, just as the scalp of their chief was smitten and thus fell pointedly demonstrates the fulfillment of the soldier's prophecy. In particular, the phrase bareheads constitutes a polysemic wordplay in chief, since words translated head can alternatively be translated chief, as in Alma 44 or 14. A similar wordplay on top and leader in 35.4, probably again represented by a single word, also part, partly explains the force of simile curse described here. Alma 44, 14. 12 through 14 recounts a prophetic threat uttered by one of Moroni's soldiers to the defeated Lamanite leader Zarahemna and his soldiers after Moroni's soldier had taken off a part of Zarahemna's scalp with his sword. His soldier's prophecy and its reported fulfillment verses later in Alma 14 in Alma 44:18 turn on the words chief and head. Both head and the at- atomical sense and head chief in a sociological leadership sense are represented by a single word in Hebrew, Rosh, and Egyptian, Tep, both languages that the Nephites themselves said they used. In this brief note, I propose that the intensity of the fear aroused in the Lamanite soldiers and the intensity of Zarahemna's redoubled anger are best explained by Polysemi, the range of meaning of a single translated chief in Alma 44.14 and heads Alma 44.18. Mormon's use of the latter term in Alma 44.18 completes the fulfillment of the soldier's prophecy, a polysemic wordplay initiated with the, his use of a term translated chief in Alma 44.14. Mormon records that the Nephite armies under Moroni's leadership had defeated the armies of the Lamanites under the leadership of the Zoramite Zarahemna in the 18th year of the reign of the judges. In particular, Alma 44.1-11 details an exchange between Moroni and Zarahemna in which the former dictated terms of peace an oath that the Lamanites laid down their weapons and not come again to battle. And the latter rejected those terms. In verse 11, Moroni issues an ultimatum, surrender or be destroyed. What follows is one of the more dramatic and intriguing episodes in the Book of Mormon. Zarahemna, angry at Moroni's ultimatum, attempts to assassinate Moroni. And now when Moroni had said these things, these words, Zarahemna retained his sword, and he was angry with Moroni, and he rushed forward that he might slay Moroni. But as he raised his sword... Behold, one of Moroni's soldiers smote it even to the earth, and it broke by the hilt. And he also smote Zarahemna, that he took off his scalp, and fell, and it fell to the earth. 
And Zerahemna withdrew from before them in the midst of his soldiers. And it came to pass that the soldier who stood by, who smote off the scalp of Zerahemna, took up the scalp from off the ground by the hair, and laid it upon the point of his sword. And it stretched forth unto them, saying unto them with a loud voice, Even as this, as this scalp has fallen to the earth, which is the scalp of your chief, so shall ye fall to the earth, except ye will deliver your weapons of war, and depart with a covenant of peace. Mark Maurice cites the speech of Moroni's soldier in Alma 44.14 as an example of a simile or treaty curse, in which the symbolic action enacted on the scalp becomes the penalty for violating the terms of the treaty, in this case by not accepting them. The treaty comparison here is, is appropriate because the Lamanites are being offered a covenant of peace or treaty of peace. Um, Hebrew, Beret Shalom, and on very generous terms. The only apparent requirement here, here are to hand over their weaponry and to never come to battle against the Nephites again. And the soldier's prophetic curse, as Donald W. Perry describes it, we also hear cultic echoes and the divine warrior language of the Psalms. But God shall wound the head, Rosh, of his enemies, and the hairy scalp, Kodkok Shadir, of such as and one as goeth on still in his trespasses. Ba'ah Shalom i.e. his guilt. He shall judge among the heathen, he shall fill the places with the head, with the head bodies, and shall wound the heads, singular the head rosh, over many countries. Therefore shall he lift up the head. These two psalms, hymns of the Jerusalem temple, have particular pertinence to Davidic kingship and leadership, promise or prophecy, that the Lord will wound the heads of his enemies, especially the enemies of the Davidic king, the polysemy of the term Rosh, head, is evident. The Lord would wound the heads, body parts, of his enemies, but he will not also wound their heads, chiefs, or leaders, just as he will hold up Judah's head, i.e. the Davidic king, the title of Jesus Christ, as our great and eternal head. Helaman 13.38 Mormon reports that the soldiers' visually enhanced prophetic rhetoric struck by many of the Lamanites with abject fear. Now there were many when they heard these words and saw the scalp which was upon the sword that were struck with fear, and many came forth and drew down their weapons of war at the feet of Moroni, and entered into a covenant of peace, and as many entered into a covenant, they suffered to depart into the wilderness. Alma 44.15 Perry states that the soldiers' symbolic actions were so effective that the audience reacted immediately and positively. I would further argue that the great fear that the Lamanite soldiers exhibited was due to how they heard the word chief used by Moroni's soldier. If chief or head, sociological and head, anthropological, were represented by the same term in their own language, they would not have only heard, this is a scalp of your chief, but this is a scalp of your head, i.e. your own heads. The scalp, of course, was the extension of Zarahemna's atomical head, just as they were extensions of him as their sociological head or chief, not wanting their own heads to become like their head, chief, Zerahemna, and his fallen scalp, these warriors threw down their weapons, i.e. caused them to fall at the feet of Moni. Their thrown down or fallen weapons, in a sense, serve as substitutes for themselves, who would have otherwise fallen. It is further noteworthy that the image of the weapons at the feet of Moroni provides a vivid contrast to Zerahemna's scalp upon the point of Moroni's soldier's short sword or the scalp which was upon the sword. Zarahemna was exceedingly wroth. The soldier's simile or treaty curse was the opposite effect on Zarahemna himself, who does not react positively. 
Now it came to pass that Zerahemna was exceedingly wroth, and he did stir up the remainder of his soldiers to anger, to contend more powerfully against the Nephites. Alma 44.16 Of course, Zerahemna's wounding, coupled with the speech by one of Moroni's subordinates, laying out a set of demands, would have been enough to make Zerahemna angry. However, Zerahemna apparently also heard the double entendre of the word rendered chief head, referring to himself both as chief of the Lamanites, but also of his own head which the soldier made into metonym for the heads of the individual soldiers. Additionally, the scalp of Lamanite chief head Zerahemna becomes modonym for their soldiers' own persons or bodies, which are both extensions of the head. Thus the soldier's prophetic speech, with its polysemic pun on chief head, redoubles Zerahemna's anger. He then, stubbornly and foolishly, incites some of his more loyal soldiers to continue waging an unwinnable battle, the results of his stubbornness in terms of additional and unnecessary loss of human life are tragic. Mormon indicates that Zarahemna, being exceedingly wroth, coupled with the anger of Zarahemna's more loyal soldiers, in turn redoubles Moroni's own anger. And now Moroni was angry because of the stubbornness of the Lamanites. Therefore he commanded his people that they should fall upon them and slay them. And it came to pass that they began to slay them, yea, and the Lamanites did contend with their swords and with their might. But behold, their naked skins and their bare heads were exposed to the sharp swords of the Laman of the Nephites. Yea, behold, they were pierced and smitten, and did fall exceedingly fast before the swords of the Nephites. And they began to be swept down, even as the soldier of Moroni had prophesied. Alma 44:16-18. The heads of the Lamanites who refused the covenant of peace become like their head. Zerahemna and his scalp, pierced and smitten, smote, and they fall to the earth exceedingly fast. The correspondence between Mormon's use of the term translated as heads here and chief become clearest when we consider that, most, that both are most likely represented by the same sword in underlying text. Moroni's Mormon statement that the Lamanites who continued to fight did fall exceedingly fast recalls the image of the scalp that fell to the earth and the soldier's prophetic declaration. Even as the scalp has fallen to the earth, which is the scalp of your chief, so shall ye fall to the earth. In fact, the words did not did fall exceedingly fast confirm the fulfillment of the soldier's prophetic simile curse that regarded not merely the state the fate of their chief, but also the fate of their own bare heads, which were smitten like Zerahemna's scalp because of their exposure to the sharp swords of the Nephites. It is additionally possible that Mormon incorporates a similar simile involving a polysemic play on the head in third Nephi four twenty eight through twenty nine, when the righteous Nephites and Lamanites make a public of Zer example of Zerahemna, the leader of the Gadianton Gadi Rob robbers, Zemnaharia, and their leader, head Rosh, Zerahemna was taken and hanged upon a tree. Zerahemnia was taken and hanged upon a tree, even atop Rosh thereof until he was dead. When he had hanged him until he was dead, they fell. They did fell the tree to the earth and did cry with a loud voice, saying, May the Lord preserve this people in righteousness and in holiness of heart, that they may cause to be felled to the earth all who seek to slay them because of the power and secret combinations, even as this man hath been felled to the earth. At least part of the simile here seems to consist in the top or head of the tree upon which the leader or head of the Gadianton robbers has been executed being felled, caused to fall to the earth. Um, much like the scalp of Zerahemna's head and the Lamanite heads, 
Falling in Alma 44, both episodes serve as object lessons on the consequences that wicked leaders or heads bring upon their people. Identifying the polysemic play involving chief and heads in Alma 44, 14, and 18 as reflecting a single underlying term helps us further appreciate the richness of the Book of Mormon as an ancient text reflecting an ancient Israelite background and set within an ancient millennium. This <clears throat> pericorp, moreover, offers a, a vivid didactic example of the collective corporate toll that faulty leadership can incur. The wound inflicted upon the unrighteous head is liable to be inflicted figuratively, if not literally, upon the heads of the leader's followers who go on still in their trespasses, rather than submitting themselves to their great and eternal head, the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew O'Bone was raised in Orem, Utah, and graduated from Brigham Young University. He holds a Ph.D. in Biblical Studies from the Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C., and is currently an assistant professor in religious education at Brigham Young University, Hawaii. He and his wife, the former Susan Blattberg, are parents of three children, Zachariah, Nathan, and Adele. This has been a recording of The Scalp of Your Head, Polysemi, in Alma 44, 14-18, by author, originally published in Interpreter, A Journal of Mormon Scripture, Volume 10, 2014, pages 39-45, through 45, read by Ana Mendoza. A printed version of this and many other articles and resources on Mormon Scripture can be found at mormoninterpreter.com.